The opinions expressed in the Brothers on Law Show are for informational purposes only and are not a substitute for personal professional legal advice. Thanks for tuning in to Brothers on Law on Go Country 105. I'm Larry Mandel. And I'm Rob Mandel. And we've been trial attorneys here in Los Angeles for over 40 years. On our show, we will discuss current events, talk about legal issues, and have some very entertaining guests stop by. So stay tuned every week for Brothers on Law right here on Go Country 105. Hello, everyone. This is Rob Mandel, and welcome to the Brothers on Law Show, Zoom edition. I'm here with my favorite brother. Only brother, though, by the way, Larry Mandel. All right. And uh, we're so glad to be back here with all of you. And uh, great to follow Debbie, the mortgage mom. She's so much fun. Yeah, she's super knowledgeable. She really is. Yeah. Hey, so, Larry, you know what I was thinking about? You know, we have this wonderful staff and many of them are working moms. And through the COVID crisis, of course, they've had to work at home. And one of the things, the other thing they got to do is supervise a kid who's at home trying to get through online schooling without classmates, without the teacher being, you know, there. And and all of a sudden they become the teacher, you know, for the kids. Have you, you, you heard them uh, talk about that? Oh, Yeah. We've had numerous discussions because it seems to be such a burden now and how to figure out how to manage your time. It's a whole new time management dilemma. Yeah. And our partner, Aslan, is in the same boat, you know, and she's working some heavy cases with us and preparing for trials and depositions and all this stuff. And all of a sudden there's the kid going, Mom, I can't figure this out and I don't get it. And they're on the, the thing with the, the, the computer. It's, it's crazy. And the school wants them to be very proactive. It puts a lot of you know pressure on them. So much pressure. And, you know, we are lucky to have with us today someone who can talk to that, who can speak to that problem, that issue. And her name is Dr. Hillary Goldsher, and she's a clinical psychologist. Welcome to Brothers On Law. Hi, guys. Good to be here. So glad to have you. So can you tell us a little bit about your background and in the field of psychology and, and how you've come to focus on this issue? Yeah, I've been a clinical psychologist in the Beverly Hills area for over a decade. And my specialties are vast, but include kind of depression, anxiety, trauma, and more relevant in this discussion, parenting. And nice. um, always been an area of interest of mine. I am a parent myself of a five-year-old and a two-year-old. And I am just fascinated with the family dynamic and really committed to making it the best it can be, both personally and kind of on more of a macro level. So it's a topic I love. And wow, these last six months, it's become such a different, complex topic, hasn't it? Oh, such yeah. a challenge. Dr. Hillary, what are you telling parents that are, you've heard what we were talking about, how they're struggling managing, you know, work and, and school for the kids. What is basically uh, what you're telling the, kid, uh, the parents at this point? You know, I, I, this is a hard one to swallow even for myself, but where I start is with self-compassion. This is really hard. This is a flawed, difficult paradigm. You know, we just have to start with that reality that 
being inside and in the middle of a pandemic and not being able to access our regular support system is already hard. And now with the beginning yeah. of the school year, adding on the burden of homeschooling your kids or managing it in whatever way parents out there are is so difficult. And so sort of accepting upfront that this is going to be a hard road and is going to be imperfect and to have compassion for your feelings of frustration and stress that are inevitably going to come up, I think is in a way kind of an unfortunate place to have to start, but a real place to start. So that's right. something that I work on myself all the time as a parent and really encourage my my clients um, and community to focus on is self-compassion. This is going to be hard and we have to be- Self-compassion. Yeah. We have don't to be don't be on your own back, in other words. Yeah. it's, it's yeah. We're not going to have great days every day. Sometimes um, the kid isn't going to be on all the Zooms or finish all the assignments and, and to, to do the best that we can. And now you, you, you got a five-year-old. So that is that a boy or a girl? It's a boy. I have two boys. Okay. All right. Two boys. And the five-year-old boy would ordinarily be in school right now, right? Yes. He would normally be in school. He's starting kindergarten at a new school. So he is um, doing online learning and it is difficult and it is um, a, a subpar, right? He's not getting the emotional and social and yeah. needs that come with kindergarten typically. And he's struggling like all the kids are to pay attention and, and do any real learning um, in a virtual setting. Doc, are the, are the schools giving any guidance? Are they giving like a laundry list of things that you need to follow? to help the children? I think the schools are, are doing the best they can. And I think they vary in terms of how successful they are, but I, I do think the schools are doing the best they can to provide information about the resources needed to um, offer um, as, as many opportunities online for connection and easier ways to learn in that medium. But it, it's difficult and, and some are more successful than others. I, I, I I deeply feel like everyone on the field is trying. Yeah. It's just hard. It's really hard. So, and, and, and okay. So now we got self, did you say self-compassion? Yeah. Was that the phrase? That was After we do self-compassion, then what is your advice to moms and dads who are going through the same thing that you are and um, dealing with uh, their own stuff while trying to help a child learn online? Yeah, I mean, I, I have a number of thoughts that come up. And what I'm going to say now, um, the ability to do so varies in terms of the resources available to you. But to the extent possible, you know, kind of surrounding yourself with a dream team, <laughs> you okay. know, people that can really help you um, in this scenario, whether it's your partner, your spouse, your, uh, your mother, um, a babysitter, a tutor, etc., uh, mobilizing as many resources possible, again, to the extent that you're able to help you. It, it sort of takes a village. Um, you were at the beginning talking about some of your staff that is um, trying to manage large cases and trying to do homeschool with their kids. That's a right. lot. Right. So to the extent possible, yes. organizing a team of people to help you create a plan and implement, which brings me to my next point, which is organization is key. Um, and I acknowledge that it's rough when there's a lot of things on our plate, but coming up with a plan and being as deliberate as possible, you know, putting it on a piece of paper or a blackboard behind you of, you know, class starts at this time, breaks at this time, lunches at this time. I'm on Zoom with you um, in the morning. Dad's on Zoom with you in the evening. Babysitter is, uh, you know, taking you out for your play break in the backyard. Really oh, wow. structure and a schedule to the extent possible. It helps parents um, manage what needs to be done. And I think that it 
creates for the kids some structure and boundary in which they really thrive. It sounds like a military operation. (laughs) Well, I think it has to be. Yeah, and it's links back to number one, which is self-compassion, because it's going to be imperfect, imperfect. it's not always going to go well, and we do the best we can. But I agree with you, to, to, to manage all that is on oftentimes the, the mommy's plates, and especially working moms who are trying to work and handle the schooling piece, there's so many moving pieces that... Yeah. Um, managing it in this way is is probably we will yield the best results in an imperfect paradigm well so we have self-compassion organization is there another mobilizing the team mobilizing the team what's what's after that doctor if anything yeah and i i think having open communication with your child whatever the age is you know i mentioned i have a five-year-old and there are folks at home um working with kids um you know senior um, you're in high school, but having a narrative around, hey, let's acknowledge together that this is hard and it's going to be yeah. difficult. We have moments of frustration and we may not get everything done perfectly the way, the way we need to get it done each day. Let's accept that together as a family. Our goal is to do the best we can and stay connected and stay healthy emotionally and physically. And so sort of together as a family saying, hey, we're going to do the best we can, um, but this is going to be hard. Um, I was just downstairs with my son who was on a Zoom call. And he was, um, you know, making faces at the camera. And I said to him, you, you need a body break, buddy. You need a body break. And so we took five minutes. We went to another room. We stretched. We jumped. I grabbed him a snack and we resumed. So being flexible, too, and being communicative with your kid that, like, this is hard. This is frustrating. I can see you're having a, a hard day. Let's, let's, let's take a break and, and, and take five minutes and walk around the block. Let's move away from the screen for a minute. And just yeah. having an open dialogue about the realities. That's good stuff. We're Larry and Rob Mandel, the brothers-in-law, here on Go Country 105. Do you have a legal issue you need help with? We want to hear from you. Find us on Instagram and send us a message. Then tune in on Saturdays at 8 a.m. right here on Go Country 105. From all of us on the Brothers on Law Show, we want to give a big thank you to these sponsors who we've partnered with to help honor our local heroes and groups for going above and beyond for their community. We'd like to thank Ralph's, Whole Foods, Target, and Chipotle. Thank you for all you do in our community. Very good stuff. And you know what's crazy? I, I'm remembering, of course, my, my kids are grown now, but I remember when my kid was, for instance, in you know seventh or eighth grade, and um, he would be in school all day long and the teacher was there and, you know, that part of it was being handled. But then they'd come home and they'd have homework and they'd say, Dad, help me with the homework. I didn't know this stuff. I would look at that stuff and go, wow, I, I, I'd have to, you know, try and get my brain back to, to seventh grade algebra or whatever. And that was hard. So I can't imagine what uh, parents are going through right now trying to be the almost like the primary teacher that must be incredibly hard that's right you have the added burden of doing the lessons right with yeah. that and also you're, you're right part two is still the homework so once you uh, facilitate the teaching piece throughout the day um, if your child needs that support then you also have the homework to do which brings all of the things that you mentioned to mentioned and more which is I don't remember you know calculus and I, I don't remember this piece of science etc so parents are having to dig into back of their minds or Google to figure out yeah or wow or have a lifeline 
And so I remember it when I was five, I mean, a long time ago, but my mind would wander when the teacher, you know, around that young age, my mind would wander away. I wouldn't even pay attention. I'd be off in dreamland. What do you do now with the kids that are supposedly supposed to focus on the computer screen for hours on end? I think you're bringing up one of the most important struggles of this whole paradigm is that kids from kinder, like my child, all the way up to you know, uh, high school have varying degrees of ability to focus in a virtual setting. And in my clinical opinion, that's okay. You know, for many, many years, we have been trying to keep our kids off of the screen, not not (laughs) encourage them to stay on the screen for as long as possible. So you're bringing up one of the things that's really, really hard. And some kids do better than others. And um, as I was alluding to, I don't think that makes them better than than the child who struggle. This format is not ideal for learning. I think most educators would agree. So it's it sort of falls into the category of doing the best that 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 particular child can and weaving in ways for that child to take breaks and reset and recharge. And that's why that schedule I think is so important. Having built in breaks and then being attuned. And this is a lot on the caregiver, but being attuned to like, oh, I see he's 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 really struggling. She's really, uh, you know spacing out, not paying attention, can we can we take a five-minute break and resume? But I, I think it's one of the concerns on sort of a macro basis is to what extent do we have children falling behind because of exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. And, and when you talk about resetting and taking breaks and things like that, mom needs to do that too, right? Mom or dad. And, you know, when the kid needs a break, maybe that's the time you go have your latte or... Uh, Something like that, right? I think it's so important. I'm glad you brought that up. It is critical for the person who is the, you know, the quarterback of this whole endeavor to have some built-in um, respite time. And I know that's hard, especially for moms that are working and um, endeavoring to take care of their kids this way. But whether it's right, going to the, the corner coffee shop and getting a socially distant latte or taking a <laughs> walk around the block or, um, uh, you know, a five minute meditation on, on headspace or whatever it is, you know, really being quite deliberate about building in breaks for oneself is imperative. I say this knowing that some parents probably literally don't have the ability to do so, but mm. if we do, um, whether it's waking up early or in the morning or once the kids go down or somewhere in there doing something for self-care. Um, it, it's one of the primary ways I think that we get through this um, kind right. of individually and as a community. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And now if a child has to attend school, in other words, you're in a jurisdiction where they say, no, kids got to go to school and the parents are freaking out among other things, including the COVID exposure. What do you tell parents in that scenario who are nervous about going to school with the risks of covid right you're talking about yeah it's so tricky because parents in that scenario have every right to feel worried that there there is a real life pandemic happening and there isn't really a risk-free path here right and so if you're going to send your child to school or you quote have to send your child to school there is some risk involved so I, i i think learning to lean into that reality that expecting yourself to not feel anxiety would be a tall order. Um, this is, this is a difficult time and risk is woven in no matter what. 
having said that, I think all of the things um, that we all might think about but are worth talking about, really doing a deep dive into the protocols of that particular school, not being afraid to ask any and all questions about what the safety procedures are going to be, and going over those as a family with your child and what the expectations are in terms of the child following the safety procedures. I think having an open discussion with your child of like, so we have another job this year, you know, going to school is your regular job. And the second job is to kind of follow these new procedures so we can keep you safe and everybody else safe. And so that's one of our jobs. We're all doing that together as a family and really going over those things. So you're going to be wearing a mask. So you're going to be a little distant from your friends. So you're going to listen to the teachers when they say to wash your hands again, kind of thing and acknowledging like, I get it. It's a little bit different than it was last year. And, and it might be frustrating, might be disappointing. And I totally get that. But this is kind of what we're looking at. So let's be in this together as a family is an important thing, as opposed to just sending them off to school without that, right. that dialogue up front. We know this is a scary time for a lot of people, but we want you to know we would stop at nothing to get justice for you. This is Rob Mandel from the Mandel Trial Lawyers, and I'm here with my brother Larry. And yes, the Brothers on Law Show here on Go Country 105. With the experience you need, we are still actively litigating cases. So if you've suffered from a car accident, bicycle accident, or a serious injury of any kind, call us for a free consultation today at 818-886-6600. Even if your small business has suffered due to the closures, we can help. Mandel trial lawyers are fully operational with remote depositions and court appearances, so there's no reason not to seek justice, and the Mandel trial lawyers will fight for you. So call us at 818-886-6600 and stay safe out there. Thanks for tuning in to Brothers on Law on Go Country 105. I'm Larry Mandel. And I'm Rob Mandel. And we've been trial attorneys here in Los Angeles for over 40 years. On our show, we will discuss current events, talk about legal issues, and have some very entertaining guests stop by. So stay tuned every week for Brothers on Law right here on Go Country 105. So, Dr. Hillary, our producer, Cam, she has a question for you, a burning question. Producer Cam, you're on with Dr. Hillary. Hi, Dr. Hillary. So I have uh, we have a daughter. She's 13 and I love her. She's magical and she's an excellent student, very smart and uh, normally straight A student and uh, in the leadership program. Uh, representative for her school and one of those kids that would be asked to help other kids uh, with class problems or handing out books or you know stays after or even they call her for new kids to to show around campus. I am having a very difficult time right now in online school. I have homeschooled before, but it's always me uh, driving the train, conducting the train. I really have to be super involved. And I don't mind that part, but now it's different. There's no motivation. She says, I have no motivation to do this. My attention span is very little. And she's very smart. It's not the content, but she's there's an unwillingness that I didn't face before. Mm -hmm. So what ends up happening is that I end up doing it. 
I end up finishing it for her. And I'm going back and doing eighth grade math and geometry and history and science. And I, listen, I'm, I'm a good student. I So um, it's not hard for me. But my husband, we fight about this. He says, let her fail. Stop doing it for her and let her fail. What do I do? Well, first of all, she sounds amazing. <laughs> she is. <laughs> that sounds magical. This is tricky. I mean, I think the the last chapter is probably that you have to let her uh, let her find her way and and experience the consequences if she doesn't finish the work. But before I get to your husband's chapter, I would say the following: I'm sure you've done a version of this, but but really going to her and sitting with her and sort of being like. So this isn't working and you've expressed how you're not motivated and you feel uninspired. Makes me sad. I'm sure it makes you sad. It's frustrating. Can we brainstorm? What can we do to make this better for you? And maybe she has some ideas and maybe you do too. And trying to put them on the table, even writing them down together or something and seeing, I I don't know what those ideas might be. Changing locations in your house, you know, um, uh, buying headphones, um, you know, changing the time of day that you do the work. Uh, I'm not sure, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, doing work uh, with a a friend um, on Zoom at the same time. I I, I don't know, you know, trying to get creative about what was inspiring for her and seeing if she has any ideas and letting her know, look, ultimately this is this is not a this is a must do not a can do so right so i need your input on how we can get to the must do part and mama mom at some point is gonna stop making this okay for you um but before i do that let's let's try together to figure out how we can get there and then i think at some point and i i I know as a clinician and as a mother how difficult it is to take your hand off the wheel and say like okay i'm gonna let you go in whatever direction you end up but i do think in a very safe contained way with everything I just talked about with a lot of love that you do say okay my hands off the wheel this is really your deal and it's important for you to choose you know which direction you're going to go into you know and and we'll help you wherever you land but um I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna let it go at this point you know but with a lot of scaffolding built in before you get to that point I definitely think I've been trying. I just don't necessarily know that she takes me seriously. I've done a lot of bribing. Like if you do this, you get this, you know, now I have three bunnies that, you know, (laughs) I have more animals than I ever bargained for here, but, um, Try the pony thing. Rob, be quiet. (laughs) Don't let her hear that. as parents, we all do that, you know, of, of course, as a cl- with my clinician's hat on, I would say, you know, bribing is a, a short-term thing and usually doesn't create the change in behavior that we're all seeking. We all do it. Correct. It hasn't worked. We all do it. Doesn't it really work. doesn't work. I mean, if it worked, great, right? I mean, if it worked, I'd recommend it, but it usually doesn't in the long term. So I think at some point you have to, in your mind, decide that like, I'm going to make this declaration and stick with it. It's not even a threat. It's just a boundary, you know, to say that. And the declaration is at some point, my hands off the wheel and you're going to have to deal with the consequences. And it's not that I won't be here to help pick you up um, when you land wherever you land, but 
you know, we're going to make a, a date, you know, a week from Monday, um, that's the day when I'm going to step back. And between now and then, I'm going to listen to you and help create whatever environment or whatever set of, you know, factors that would help you that you communicate with me and I suggest. But after that, I'm going to let you go because I, I, I know you're capable. So I think it's a little bit different than just your husband saying, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to let you feel and, you know, I'm closing the door, but, you know, building this narrative with her that like, this is a moment in time when I have to take my hand off the wheel and I love you and I'm right there with you wherever you land. But this is where we are at this point kind of thing. So painful though. <laughs> so it is, but thank Fantastic. you. Thank you, Dr. Fantastic Hillary, for advice. hearing me. I feel better just even getting that out and telling someone. I get it. Nice. I get it. Everyone has their own personal story of struggle in this. And yeah. I, I am so glad that this is an environment where we can at least have that dialogue. Cause I think all parents, particularly moms are really struggling with their own chapter on this, you know, their own version. And it's hard. So true. And, and it it's, it's not just the children, you know, your husband's home, your job. It sometimes feels like I'm, it, you're being pulled from every arm. Every appendage is being pulled to make sure yeah. everybody's okay. Okay, I'm gonna, I'll, I'll, I'll get off the line. I think, I think we got to get you an appointment yeah. directly with Dr. <laughs> Hillary, producer <laughs> Cam. Yeah. Yeah. I guess we have a little bit more time, Rob. I wanted to kind of talk about the fact that the pandemic has caused, I think, some new mental health issues. Weird sounds, too. I'm just kidding, because I was getting some feedback. But um, uh, yeah, that, that's a great question. What do you think about that, Dr. Hillary? Well, there's no question this intersection of factors that some of which we've been talking about and all of the others related to the isolation, the fear, the economic struggles that COVID has brought has created uh, an increase in the diagnoses that you mentioned, anxiety and depression in particular. And it's not surprising. I mean, these are some of the factors that typically contribute to episodic depression, right? Feeling socially isolated, having struggles um, familial in your family or um, in your job. And of course, the fear of one's health being compromised or the health of others is going to bring about all of these otherwise contained feelings in people, right? And so people that haven't tipped over, reached the tipping point to having an, a clinical diagnosis, many have in this scenario. Yeah, that's time to go maybe contact you, right? That's right. And how do we? our listeners contact you? Yeah, the best way is through my website at drhillarygoldshire.com. And, and Goldshire is spelled G-O-L-D-S-H-E-R? Exactly right. And Hillary with two L's, yes. Okay. Hillary with two L's. Okay. Doctor, so it's, uh, can you say the name of the website one more time? DrHillaryGoldshire.com. Perfect. Is doctor spelled out or is it D-R? No, D-R. Thank you for asking that. D-R, Hillary. All right. Yeah. We're Larry and Rob Mandel, the brothers-in-law, here on Go Country 105. Do you have a legal issue you need help with? We want to hear from you. Find us on Instagram and send us a message. Then tune in on Saturdays at 8 a.m. right here on Go Country 105. From all of us on the Brothers on Law Show, we want to give a big thank you to these sponsors who we've partnered with to help honor our local heroes and groups for going above and beyond for their community. We'd like to thank Ralph's, Whole Foods, Target, and Chipotle. Thank you for all you do in our community. So... How, how do you know when it's time to just admit that you need help? Yeah, it's such a good question. I'm glad you asked it. I, I think if the symptoms are invasive and pervasive, 
that's when it's time to go outside your regular support network, like your spouse or your partner or friends and family and reach out to a professional. So if it's invading how you function day to day, if your mood or um, level of anxiety is compromising your ability to parent, think, do your job, organize your lives, et cetera, then it is really important to jump on it and have early intervention in place because it is uh, weeks and months um, into a depression or an anxiety diagnosis can make it a bit difficult to kind of climb your way out of it. Yeah, so I think attempting first to connect with your support network and see if just being like heard and validated and acknowledged and supported makes a difference is important, some self-care. But if the symptoms remain the same or intensify, that reaching out immediately thereafter is critical. I would think so. And I know a lot of people are drinking more, eating more, of course. And maybe those are signs, too, that maybe it's time to call a professional like Dr. Hillary. What do you think? Absolutely. Unhealthy coping mechanisms like drinking, overeating, undereating, or other symptoms like difficulty sleeping, insomnia, increased you know, a conflict with your spouse or your family, et cetera. Uncomfortable, unwanted dynamics uh, really should be addressed as soon as possible. You sort of don't have to suffer alone so much. There really is such value in getting that assistance and support, and it's available in a virtual setting during this pandemic and is, you know, I, I would argue almost as effective as in person. Wonderful. Well, it's been fantastic having you yes. on our show. So glad to meet all of you. Yes, likewise. Well, you know, it's about time to wrap it up and say our goodbyes until next Saturday. You know, if you've missed any part of the show or would like to hear our previous shows, go to YouTube, brothersonlaw.com, or iTunes. And if you have a legal question or show topic, call us and leave a message at 1-800-310-7113. And don't forget to tune in to the Custody Queen's coming up right after us. That's right. And a big thank you to all our listeners who are staying safe out there and, and doing what you got to do to stay safe. Wear those masks, social distance, wash your hands, all that stuff. We look forward to being here next week for all of you next Saturday at 8 a.m. right here on Go Country 105. And remember, let the scales of justice tip in your favor. The opinions expressed in the Brothers on Law Show are for informational purposes only and are not a substitute for personal professional legal advice.